Series of Unfortunate Events, Book the Seventh, The Vile Village, Chapter 11. 11, 12, 13. Ooh, three more. Are these ones? Okay, let's see. I'm checking. I'm like such a cheater. I'm, I'm not patient. I just want to see how many pages. Because some of these chapters are so long. Just saying. Okay, so this one is... Okay, 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 not bad. Okay, not bad. And I bet you this one's bad. Okay, the last chapter is a doozy. All right, all right, let's get going. Ugh. Chapter 11. Inside these letters, the eyes will see... Oh, this is the couplet. Inside these letters, the eyes will see nearby your friends and VFD. Isn't it marvelous, Klaus said with a grin, and his sisters read the fourth couplet. Isn't it absolutely superlative? We boon, Sunny said, which meant it's more confusing than superlative. We still don't know where the quagmires are. Yes, we do, Klaus said, taking another couplet out of his pocket. Think about all four poems in order, and you'll see what I mean. For sapphires we are held in here, only you can end our fear. And until down, dawn comes, we cannot speak. No words come this come from this sad beak the first thing you read contains the clear and initial way to speak to you inside these letters that i will see nearby are your friends and vfd okay i think i'm much more better better at analyzing poetry i think you're much more better at analyzing poetry than i am violet said and sunny nodded in agreement this poem doesn't make it any clearer but you're the one who first suggested the solution klaus said when we received the third poem, you thought if that initial meant like initials, like VFT, but you said it probably meant first, Violet said. The poems are the first way that the quagmires can speak to us from where they're hidden. I was wrong, Klaus said. I never have been so happy to be wrong in my life. Isadora meant initials all along, and I didn't realize it until I read the part where she said, inside these letters the I will see, she's hiding the location inside the poem, like Aunt Josephine with her location inside the note. Remember? Of course I remember, Violet said, but I still don't understand. The first thing you read contains a clue, Klaus recited. We thought that Isadora meant the first poem. Why wouldn't she just send them all at one time? Pain? Mm-hmm. Like, why is she? Oh my gosh, okay, whatever. The first thing you read contains a clue, Klaus recited. We thought that Isadora meant the first poem, but she meant the first letter. She couldn't even tell us directly, and she told her brother, she and her brother were hidden in case someone else got the poem from the crows before we did. So, she had to use sort of a code. If we look at the first letter of each line, we can see that the triplet's location. For sapphires we are held, that means F, Violet said, so you can only end our fear with O. O. Until the dawn comes, we cannot speak. And that's a U. Oh, for the first letter. Okay. The words cannot come. That sad beak. That's N. The first thing you read contains a clue. T, Violet said. An, an initial way to speak to you. A, I, N. Sunny cried triumphantly as the three bottlers cried out the solution. Fountain. Foul fountain, Klaus said. The quagmires are right outside that window but how can they be in the fountain violet asked and how can isadora give her poems to the vfd crows we'll answer those questions klaus said as soon as we get out of jail we better get back to the mortar dissolver before the detective dupon comes back along with the whole town of people that want to burn us at the stake thanks to my mob psycho thanks to mob psychology violet said with a shudder sunny crawled over the loaf of bread and placed her tiny hand against the wall 
Mush, she cried, which meant something like, the mortar's almost dissolved, just a little bit longer. Violet took the ribbon out of her hair and retired it, or retied it, which was something she did when she needed to rethink a word here, which means think harder about the Baudelaire orphan's terrible situation. I'm not sure we even have, I'm not sure we even have a little bit longer, she said, looking up at the window. Look down at how bright the sunlight is. In the morning, it must be over. Then we should hurry, Klaus said. No, Violet corrected. We should rethink. I've been rethinking, and I've been rethinking this bench. We can use it in another way. Besides, it's as a ramp. We can use we can use it as a battering ram. Hans, Sonny said. A battering ram is a large piece of wood or metal used to break down the doors and walls, Violet explained. Military inventors used it in the medieval times to break down walls in the cities, and we're going to use it right now to break out of jail. Violet picked up the, picked up the bench that was resting on her shoulder. The bench should be pointing as evenly as possible, she said. Sunny, get on Klaus's shoulders. The two of you hold that in together. I think the battering ram will work. Klaus and Sunny scrambled to position and Violet staggered, and in that moment the siblings were ready to operate Violet's latest invention. The two Baudelaire sisters had a firm hold on the wood, and Klaus had a firm hold on Sunny so she wouldn't fall to the floor of the deluxe cell as they battered. Now, Violet said, let's step back as far as we can, and at the corner, on the count of three, we're going to run quickly down the hall, aiming the battering ram for the spot where the mortar dissolver was working. Ready? One, two, three! Thunk! The Baudelaire's ran forward and smacked that bench against the wall as hard as they could. The battering ram made a noise so loud that they felt the entire jail would collapse, but they only left a small dent in a few of the bricks, as if the wall had barely been bruised slightly. Again, Violet commanded. One, two, three! Thunk! Outside, the children could hear the flows fluttering wildly, frightened by the noise. A few more bricks were bruised, and one had a long crack in the middle. It's working! Klaus cried! The battering ram is working! One, two, Minga! Sunny shrieked, and the three children smacked that battering ram against the wall again. Ow! Klaus cried and stumbled a little bit back, almost dropping his baby sister. A brick fell on my toe. Hooray! Violet cried. I mean, sorry about your toe, Klaus, but if the bricks are falling, it means that it's definitely working! Let's put the battering ram down and get a better look. We don't need a better look, Klaus said. We'll, we know it's working when we see Foul Fountain on the other end. One, two, three, thunk. The Baudelaire's heard some more pieces of brick falling, hitting the filthy floor of the deluxe cell. But they also heard another sound, a familiar one. It began with a faint rustling and then grew until it happened. Until the sound of a million pages being flipped was the sound of the VFD crows flying in circles, departing from their afternoon roost, which meant the children were running out of time. Her all said Sunny cried desperately and then loud, uh, cried desperately and then as loudly as she could one two Minga on the count of Minga which of course meant something along the lines of three the children raced down the wall of the deluxe cell and smacked their battering ram against those bricks with the mightiest thunk thunk yet a noise was accompanied by an enormous crackling sound as the invention snapped into two Violet staggered in one direction and Klaus and Sunny staggered in another as each separate half of them made them lose their balance and a huge cloud of dust sprang from the point where the battering wall, battering ram hit the wall. 
a huge cloud of dust is not a beautiful thing to look at. Very few painters have done portraits in such huge clouds of dust or included in them in their landscapes or still lifes. Film directors really chose huge clouds of dust to play leading roles in romantic comedies and as far as my research has shown a huge cloud of dust has never been placed higher than 20 than the 25th on a beautiful pageant nevertheless as Baudelaire as the Baudelaire orphan stumbled against the cell dropping each half of the battering ram and listening to the sound of the crows flying in circles outside where they stared at the huge cloud of dust as if it were a thing of great beauty because this particular huge cloud of dust was made of brick pieces and mortars and builder building materials that need to be built needed to build a wall and the Baudelaire's knew that they were seeing it because Violet's invention had worked. As the huge cloud of dust settled on the floor, making it even dirtier, the children gazed around with big dusty grins on their faces because they saw an additional beautiful sight. The big gaping hole in the wall, the deluxe cell, perfectly for a speedy escape. We did it! Violet, Violet sh- uh, shouted and stepped through the hole in the cell of the courtyard. Then she looked up at the sky just in time to see the last few crows departing for the downtown district. We escaped! Klaus, still holding Sunny on his shoulders, paused to wipe the dust off of his glasses before stepping out of the cell and walking past Violet to the foul fountain. We're not out of the woods yet, he said, using a phrase here which means there's still plenty of trouble on the horizon. He looked up at the sky and painted and pointed the distant blur of the departing crows. The crows are headed downtown and for the afternoon roost. The townspeople should be arriving any minute now. But how can they get the quagmires out any minute? How can we get the quagmires out any minute now? Violet asked. Wonk, Sunny cried from Klaus's shoulders, and she meant something like, The fountain is as solid as it can be, and her siblings nodded in disappointment agree- disappointed agreement. The foul fountain looked as impenetrable. A word here which means impossible to break into pieces and rescue the kidnapped triplets. As it did ugly. The metal crow spat and spat, sat and spat water all over itself as if the idea of the Baudelaire's rescuing the quagmires made it sick to its stomach. Duncan and Isadora must be trapped inside the fountain, Klaus said. Perhaps there's a mechanism someplace that opens the secret entrance. But we cleaned every inch of the fountain of our afternoon chores violet said we could have noticed a secret we would have noticed a secret mechanism with while we were scrubbing all those all those carved feathers jidu sunny said which meant something like surely isadora has given a hint about how to rescue her klaus put down his baby sister and took four scraps of paper out of his pocket it's time to rethink again he said spreading the the couplets on the ground. We need to examine these poems as closely as we can. There must be another clue about getting into that fountain. For sapphires, we are hidden in here. Only you can end our fear. Until dawn comes, we cannot speak. No words can come from this sad beak. The first thing that you read contains the clue, an initial way to speak to you. Inside these letters, and I will see nearby are your friends and VFD. That sad, this sad beak, Violet exclaimed. We had, we jumped to conclusion that she meant the VFD crows, but maybe she means the foul fountain. The water comes from the crow's beak, so there must be a hole in there. We'd better climb up and see, Klaus said. Here, Sonny, get on my shoulders again. Then I'll get on Violet's shoulders, and we're all going to have to be very tall to reach all the way up there. Violet nodded and knelt down at the base of the fountain. Klaus put Sonny on his back shoulders, and then when, when they got up to 
the shoulders of his sister. Then they carefully, carefully, Violet stood up. So all three Baudelaire's were balancing on the top of one another like a troop of acrobats. The children had seen when their parents had taken them to the circus. The key difference, however, is that the acrobats rehearse their routines over and over in a room with safety nets and plenty of cushions so that when they make a mistake, they will not injure themselves. But the Baudelaire orphans had not done had no time to rehearse or find cushions to lay out on VFD Street. As a result, the Baudelaire's balancing act was a wobbly one. Violet wobbled from holding her, her siblings, and Klaus wobbled from standing on the wobbling sister, and poor Sunny was wobbling so much that she was barely able to sit on Klaus's shoulders and peer into the beak of the gargling metal crow. Violet looked down the street to watch for any arriving townspeople, and Klaus gazed to the ground where Isidore's poems were still spread out. "'What do you see, Sonny?' asked Violet, who had spotted a few distant figures walking quickly towards the fountain. "'She's!' Sonny called out. "'Klaus, the beak isn't big enough to get inside the fountain,' the Klaus, Violet said desperately. The street of the town appeared to be shaking and down, shaking up and down as she wobbled more and more. "'What can we do?' Inside these letters, the eyes will see, Klaus muttered to himself as he often did when he was thinking hard about something he was reading. It took all of his concentration to read the couplets Isidore had sent them while he was teetering back and forth. That's a strange, that's a strange way to put it. Why didn't she write inside these letters? I hope you'll see inside these letters. You just might see. Shisha show, Sunny cried from the top of her two wobbling siblings. Sunny was waving back and forth like a flower in the breeze. Sunny tried to hang on to Falfon, but the water came rushing out of the crow's beak, made it slippery. Violet tried to tried as hard as she could to steady herself, but the sight of two figures two crow shaped figures, hats coming around as nearby as the corner to help her find her balance. Klaus, she said, I don't mean to rush you, but please rethink as quickly as you can. The citizens are approaching, and I'm not sure how much longer I can hang on. Inside these letters, the eyes will see, Klaus muttered again, closing his eyes so he wouldn't have to see the world wobbling around him. Took, Sunny shrieked, but but no one heard her over. Violet screamed as her legs gave out, and a, a phrase here which means she toppled to the ground, skinning her knees and dropping Klaus in the process. Klaus's glasses dropped off, and he fell to the ground of the courtyard, elbows first, which is a painful way to fall. And he rolled to the ground. Both of his elbows received a nasty scrape. Both of his elbows received nasty scrapes. But Klaus was far more concerned about his hands, which were no longer clasping on the feet of his baby sister. Sonny, he called, squinting with his glasses. Sonny, where are you? Henny, Sonny screamed. But it was even more difficult than usual to understand what she meant. The youngest Baudelaire had managed to cling to the beak of the crow with her teeth. As far as the fountain kept spitting out water, but as the fountain kept spitting out water, her mouth began to slip off of the slick metal surface. Henny, she screamed again as one of her upper teeth started to slip. Sunny began to slide down, down, scrambling desperately to find something to hang on to, but the only feather... The only other feature carved into the head was the staring eye of the crow, which was a flat, which was flat and provided no sort of tooth hold. She slipped down the feather, slipped down further and further, and Sunny closed her eyes rather than watching herself fall. Henny, she screamed one last time, gnashing her teeth against the eye of eye in frustration as she bit the eye 
it depressed. Depressed is a word here that often describes someone who was feeling sad and gloomy, but in this case, it describes it as a secret button hidden in the crow statue that is feeling just fine, thank you. With a creaking noise, the button depressed and the beak of foul fountain opened as wide as it could. Each part of the beak flipping slowly down, just bringing Sunny down with it. Klaus found his glasses and put them on just in time to see his little sister drop safely to Violet's outstretched arms. The three Baudelaire's looked at one another with relief and then looked at the widening beak of the crow. Through this washing water, the siblings, the three siblings could see two pairs of hands appear in the beak as the two children climbed out of foul fountain each person was wearing a thick wool sweater so dark and heavy with water that they both looked like huge misshapen monsters the true dripping figures climbed carefully out of the crow and lowered themselves to the ground and the baudelaires ran to clasp them in their arms i do not have to tell you how overjoyed the children were to see duncan and isadora quagmire shivering in the courtyard as they do not have to tell you how grateful the quagmires are to be out of the confines of the foul fountain. I do not have to tell you how happy I am and relieved that the five youngsters were reunited after all this time. And I do not have to tell you that all help to tell you all the joyous things that the triplets said as they struggled to take off their heavy sweaters and bring them out. But there are things I do have to tell you, and one of those things is a distant figure of detective dupont holding a torch and heading towards the baudelaire orphans ah Payne, are you sleeping yep she is out yowza welcome to reading to kids podcast i'm your host jenna and i'm your host peyton and we're here to read to you or with you We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five.